this first hour today, in 1995, Craig Newmark's email list to friends turned into, wait for it, craigslist.org, which revolutionized the way we use the internet. I think it's fair to say that craigslist.org has done pretty well since 1995, and now Craig Newmark is using his money to help revolutionize the world of philanthropy. I am pleased to welcome to this program Craig Newmark. Craig, how are you today, sir? Hey, I'm doing well. Really glad to be here. It's good to have you on the program. Thanks for the time and a lot to talk about. Uh, we'll do politics, uh, politics, as I said, in the second hour and art in our third hour. We start uh, on a business tip here, uh, business and philanthropy, as I mentioned a moment ago. So take me back. We got time. We got an hour here. Take me back a few minutes um, to how Craigslist came to be in the first place. Well, back in the early 95, I reflect that I really am a nerd classic 1950s nerd, um, no sc- social skills, and my uh, personal branding is all about being socially awkward. Mm-hmm. But even back then, people were helping me out on the Internet, uh, giving me a lot of help, like places to eat, where to get food. So I figured I should give back. I started a simple mailing list, mostly focusing on arts and technology events, I listened to people, I committed, and I followed through, and I just kept on, kept keeping on. Mm. Um, when you say mostly arts and tech events, why arts and tech events? Um, I was well. That was the beginning of mm-hmm. the dot com bubble, mm-hmm. and we were starting to hear from lots of startups doing cool stuff. I was also hearing from people who were doing stuff using the new technology for the arts, like uh, storytelling uh, or even fundraising for a small theater group. So I heard about the stuff, I shared it, and people sent me more to share. Mm-hmm. And, and initially, the purpose of your sharing was, was what? Well, in part, it was me giving back to the community who had given me so much. Mm-hmm. And also, it did give me a, a greater sense of personal connection because I needed to find something to better connect people because, seriously, I was and I remain a nerd. When you first started sending this arts and tech events list, as you said initially, to your friends, I'm just curious, how, how big was that list in the first place or how small was it, depending on how one looks at it? I started... Uh, with around 10 to 12 people, but it started growing word of mouth relatively quickly. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm just laughing uh, that Craigslist uh, became what it became, and it started with just 10 to 12 people. Uh, just getting started, speaking of getting started, just getting started in this hour with this conversation with Craig Newmark, the founder of Craigslist.org. He's doing some pretty amazing work in the world of philanthropy. We'll get to that, of course, later in this hour. But more of the backstory about Craigslist when we come forward with Craig Newmark on Tavis Smiling. Interrogating and unpacking. That's what we do around here. You're listening to Tavis Smiley. Smart talk for curious people just like you. You're listening to Tavis Smiley. Smiley. Tavis Smiley and Craig Newmark, who is the founder of Craigslist.org, uh, doing some pretty amazing work in the world of philanthropy, which we'll talk about later again uh, in this conversation. Uh, but I'm always fascinated by the backstories of these uh, these tech uh, innovators who end up uh, bringing us um, 
ideas uh, and platforms that really do change the way we use the Internet. And one clearly has to acknowledge that, uh, that Craigslist.org did just that. Uh, Craig Newmark, when you, when, you, um, when you first sent that list out to those 10 or 12 people and that list started growing and growing, in part, as you said, because people started sending stuff to you, um, what, what did you learn then uh, about the way that human beings – I'm trying to frame this the right way and phrase it the right way. The way we really do look to others to help us navigate the world that we live in. Um, back then, and even more since then, I learned that people are overwhelmingly good, but there's always a small number of bad actors who uh, seek profit or attention, mm -hmm. sometimes by uh, doing things to hurt people. So you got to encourage the good and watch out for the bad. Mm -hmm. What did um What did you notice early on about the way that your list was being used that helped you grow it to become the Craigslist that we know it to be? Uh, well, back then was a unique time. This is like ninety five, ninety six. People had a tremendous urge to connect through the net, and well, all I was doing was classified ads. But back then, that was a kind of social networking. I don't know if Craigslist is used for that purpose these days. Mm -hmm. I'm retired. Mm -hmm. But the deal is that you do want to help people out. You do want to treat people like you want to be treated. Mm -hmm. What have Over the years, what have you learned, in fact, about social networking, um, the way it's changed from then until now? Well, it's hard to do. But you got to look out for your people. You got to do some content moderation to uh, help stop people from getting hurt. You got to do what you can. Some things we don't know how to do, mm -hmm. but you still have to act in good faith. Yeah. Um, what What are your thoughts these days? And you've seen you, you've been you you've been at it for a long time. You, as you said you're now retired from this. But but what do you make of the way in which the internet is so out of control? And to your your point earlier about the ways in which we need to do better uh, at not allowing this um, this invention uh, to be used to hurt people. And there we could have hours of conversation just about that. But my, but I'm driving toward is the responsibility of these content creators. Uh, to better police this uh, this innovation, to keep folk from being duped and hurt and taken advantage of? Well, this is a pretty broad area. Mm -hmm. uh, the big guys have or should have what they call trust and safety teams. Uh, some of the big platforms have them, but sometimes their management doesn't listen about what the right thing to do is. So what I do in the background is very quietly encourage and try to help the trust and safety people with limited success. Mm -hmm. My problem is that I know how to do a little leadership by example, but I don't know how to be a big voice to help trust and safety people everywhere. I, uh, I feel that I'm tragically lacking what the kids call Riz, although what people our age call Charisma. I don't have any. I needed to get the job done. Mm -hmm. um, so, so looking back on Craigslist over the years, what, in fact, do you think made it so successful? Um, well, Craigslist helps you get through the day. Craigslist helps you put food on the table, and the site 
does so in a way that's pretty easy to pick up. Yeah, look at Craigslist. What to do is as easy as you can make it on the internet. And what Craigslist did is onboarded maybe uh, hundreds of millions of Americans onto the net, showing people that the internet is actually useful and you can get stuff done without a lot of pain. Mm-hmm. Um, when, when you say that, <laughs> I mean, you, you, you bragged earlier, uh, and I loved it, uh, about uh, proudly being a nerd uh, and that you sort of, you sort of lack in certain social skills and yet, uh, your brilliance, um, is there for all to see and the way that you came up with this idea, uh, that we all have embraced and again, changed the way we use the internet. Um, t- talk to me about, about, about your, your, your social skills and, and, and why, um, you think they are lacking and that reality didn't stop you again from doing something so creative, so innovative that's been embraced around the world, social skills or not? Well, first, uh, I have no brilliance. (laughs) I have a persistence and I commit to uh, some things like uh, what I learned in Sunday school. Seriously, treat people like you want to be treated. Uh, No when enough is enough. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you really do need to be your sister's keeper and your brother's keeper. Mm-hmm. And that's what I know about. That's what I just kept doing or trying to. I do know that in business, particularly when when I was at IBM, I could be a real jerk. Um, when someone got something technically wrong, I would correct them, sometimes in front of people. And that was really stupid, but that's what I was about. It was only when I was start was doing Craigslist customer service in a really big way that I wear wear away my own uh, rough edges. Mm-hmm. Uh, but even now, uh, if you I can only uh, fake social skills, and I can only fake them for ninety minutes at most. After which point, I get cranky. Mm-hmm. Um, I wonder whether or not you think, in fact, the Internet, I mean, you were you were there early on to help you know, in- innovate this platform. I'm wondering whether or not you think, to your point now, the Internet um, challenges people growing and expanding their social skills. I mean, it, it's a, it's it's a, it's a you see where I'm going with this. It is a device. It's an instrument that we spend all of our time on solo. And I'm not sure that you know this this uh, this platform that you took quite nice advantage of helps us in building our social skills. Yeah, I'd say the internet amplifies a person's individual tendencies uh, for good and for bad. Uh, it encourages our uh, better angels for people who are well motivated. Mm -hmm. But um, if a person, uh, let's say, has issues, if uh, they don't like people, then they can find other people who uh, have bad tendencies. um, And then people who want to hurt other people, they can find other people to encourage them to do that. They can make a lot of noise, which means they're much more effective hurting people we're seeing that play out in politics these days. Mm-hmm. Um, in what ways, you think? Well, in certain circles, uh, racism and anti-Semitism uh, are encouraged. People are told that uh, racism and anti-Semitism are okay. Mm-hmm. They, so with, you can find people who will tell you that, and people who like me who uh, 
say, hey, that's not okay. Um, sometimes we don't know how to do it well. Me, I look for people who are smarter than me, who can deliver a message more effectively to repeat messages like, hey, accentuate the positive and uh, de-amplify the negative. Mm-hmm. When you said earlier, I'm, I'm pivoting here because I, I want to make sure I don't lose sight of this. When you said earlier in this conversation right. that you have learned over the years um, that there are times when enough is enough. I want to probe that because, as you well know, we live in a world of excess. We live in a world of consumerism. Uh, and, and I wonder what you meant by that. And if you might unpack that phrase um, in terms of, of your life experience, that enough is enough sometimes. Um, this is like one of those Sunday school messages mm -hmm. that I uh, got way back, like around 1960. And the idea is that once you have enough to live comfortably, you can help your family out or something. Uh, I don't see a point in hoarding stuff or money that you don't need. Mm -hmm. And in my case, I've been very lucky. I've done well financially. And there's two approaches in our uh, in our country, in our culture. Uh, you can just take that money, try to make more of it, sometimes uh, getting in the way of other people doing well. Uh, the usual metaphor is that other people offered me a ladder to do better and to get into the middle class or to do better. Uh, so I figure it's better for me uh, to make more ladders, to help more people do well. And uh, that, in a sense, that's the gist of what I'm trying to do for the City University of New York. Mm -hmm. uh, great segue. Tell me about the City University of New York and what you are doing there. In fact, I, I mentioned earlier your philanthropy, and that's one of the reasons I wanted to have you on. Tell me about it. Well, in general, what City University has done for New Yorkers almost 200 years is it helps people who are growing up with no money, helps people like that, including me, to get into the middle class or do even better by giving them good training and good jobs. And that's what our country is supposed to be about, helping other people out, giving people a break. And so I'm only uh, trying to practice what I'm preaching. I'm only putting my money where my mouth is. Mm -hmm. And what exactly are you doing with that money? Well, the big thing at CUNY is that I've contributed $10 million to kick off an effort to make uh, the journalism school tuition-free. The deal is that they give a great journalism education there. Um, through CUNY Journalism, we hear from people who we'd never hear from. I mean, literally, in my case, I've been there. I've heard from people that normally I would never uh, hear from. Sometimes I hear things I don't really want to hear, mm -hmm. like how bad it can be for some folks. Mm -hmm. But that's uh, what CUNY is about. That's what New York is about. And that's what our country is supposed to be about. It should be fair to everyone. Uh, I'm repeating myself, but treat people like you want to be treated. Yeah. Why, why does, um, and this, this is worth asking, I think, why, of all the things that you could put your money behind, what is it about the state of our journalism in this country that made you want to put your money there to give journalism students free tuition? Why journalism? Okay. Well, in high school history, I uh, did have a really good uh, teacher, and among other things, he taught us that a trustworthy press 
is the immune system of democracy. Mm-hmm. We need trustworthy, well-trained journalists speaking truth to power. Uh, we need that to protect us. It's kind of a national security thing. And uh, we need that more than ever this year in this country. Mm-hmm. Um, how concerned are you? Uh, to your point about this year in this country, uh, that the news media is going to cover this campaign in the way that it ought to be covered. I ask that against the backdrop of my comments time and time again on this program that I think the mainstream media has done not so good a job at covering one Donald Trump. And you can go back to, you know, a couple campaigns ago. Um, and I, I just think they've sort of... Um, well, let's be frank. They created this guy. They gave him all this free press. <laughs> they gave him all these opportunities. Uh, there were others who were begging for chances to be heard and to be seen, and they just fawned over this guy. So my read is that in many ways, we, the mainstream media, that is, created Donald Trump. Now everybody hates this guy. Well, not everybody. 70-plus million Americans probably still will vote for him this time around, so not everybody. But, but I'm just trying to get your assessment of the way you think the mainstream media, the corporate media, is operating in real time. Well... Forgetting uh, about individuals, mm-hmm. there's well-known journalistic ethics about, well, you don't want to amplify a lie, mm-hmm. no matter where the uh, lie is coming from. Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't want to make something seem equivalent that are not equivalent. For example, uh, mishandling uh, email is uh, not the same thing as the deliberately taking uh, national security secrets. That's what the ethical people call a false equivalence. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, again, if somebody, uh, well, lies normally, you want to be really careful before you quote them, maybe amplifying a lie. Um, there's a lot of things like that which are basics, uh, which CUNY journalism is good about, uh, the Columbia School of Journalism is good about, the uh, NYU journalism people are good at. So, again, I'm trying to encourage the good and discourage the bad. I'm in over my head with this. Mm. I'm in over my head regarding philanthropy in general because I'm an amateur at philanthropy. I honestly don't know what I'm doing, but I know that. So instead, I built a network of people who do know journalism, who know uh, help for military families and vets, I built a network of people who know cybersecurity, and I get their help. What's more is that I just don't stop. And, you know, part of what CUNY Journalism just announced is a relationship with Microsoft and others to find good ethical ways of using AI in the classroom. Yeah. Now, AI is going to change the game, no question about that, and so I'm glad that they are um, uh, wrestling with how, in fact, it can be used in ways to aid and abet good journalism as opposed to uh, advancing falsehoods and stories uh, that uh, are not rooted in truth at all. His name is Craig Newmark. Uh, he's the founder of Craiglist.org, and he's one of those Americans who's using his wealth, uh, using his money uh, for some good uh, philanthropically. I uh, just gave $10 million uh, to CUNY Journalism, and they're doing some pretty amazing work there. So we thank Craig Newmark for his work and for his witness. Thank him for Craigslist, which, again, revolutionized the way we do the Internet, and we are grateful that there are any number of uh, journalism students who will be benefited in the years to come because of his contributions to CUNY. We thank Craig Newmark for joining us on this program today.